People of God, welcome once again to your moment with the voice of God. We have been receiving from a high table and we're so grateful that you've come to this location, to your Mount Zion, to receive from a stream that has been given to us. These past few weeks, we've been going deeper and deeper and deeper into understanding the glory of God and into becoming the glory of God. And last week, it was about knowing how our glory is greater than that of Moses. This past Wednesday, we experienced something absolutely glorious. I hope you were with us during that time. And I know that you are here today. So if you are here right now, it is because you are hungry. And if you are hungry, you've come to the right place to be fed. With us today in the studio, once again, is our man of God and our prophet, Prophet Shaiju Matthew. People of God, help me honor and welcome our prophet. Amen. Thank you. You know, Dad, we've been receiving so much. It's, it's to the point where we can say it seems so difficult to properly and adequately digest everything that has been given to us. You know, we, we, we strive and we try and take it all in and dissect it. In one line, there is enough to change our lives completely. And last Wednesday, you were teaching us. You were teaching us, and I remember three keys specifically that you gave us. You talked about pride, lack of accountability, mm. and perpetual ignorance, the blind spots. Mm. That word alone, I believe, is the saving grace of God. That one video. And I, we, we want to thank you for the information we want to thank you for the understanding. We want to thank you for carrying us higher and higher in everything that you give us. We thank God. We thank God. The Lord's grace is what helps us go from glory to glory. Mm. I want to welcome all the viewers this morning or whatever time zone you're watching this at, or should I say, participants because you're not just viewing you are participating both in the natural you are engaging with this video and your spirit more importantly is engaging with what God is doing and uh, there are so many things that God is doing mm behind the scenes of this video more than what you can see on a video and that is what causes things to happen and I believe that God will increase your capacity as you desire Amen. otherwise it's very easy to just omit it very easy to just say, okay, this is beyond, you know, what I can digest. Mm -hmm. And just very easy to let go of it. Yeah, I can either water down the information and go to basics and just talk basic. Or I stay in this level. 
and drag and push and inspire people to catch up mm. and come up. I understand what you're saying that uh, I know what it is to to just digest something. I am also a man under authority. I am also a student. So I know the amount of uh, commitment that is required in order to fully digest this kind of a level and information that is coming. Mm. But I can assure you that if you are doing what is required but dedicating your spirit to the things of God beyond just a Sunday morning and a Wednesday evening you will definitely receive that grace to be able to digest it in its full capacity amen and when you digest it in its full capacity you begin to shine bright as when I say I was I was worried if I was giving a lot then you can so I had to cut it short talking about the prodigal son it's in the luke chapter 15 verse 20 onwards we can take a look at it again this morning and see what we what more we can learn from that same chapter sunday i talked about how Moses and us that was what our topic was. Mm-hmm. So you're looking at a lot of differences that we studied, but what stands out the most is that he was called as a servant. Mm-hmm. And God calls us into an elevated place of sonship mm-hmm. through Christ. and that difference is probably the most important and is very critical for us to understand that in this journey of the pursuit of glory mm-hmm. yes and i said it few weeks ago that the pursuit of glory is probably the most difficult kind of pursuit in the kingdom of god this pursuit for the gifts of the spirit there's a pursuit of different kinds of grace pursuit for an anointing but when you start talking about the pursuit of glory you have already gotten into probably the deepest of pursuits you can be somebody that is very gifted and yet not carry the weight of god 
I have seen people with extreme prophetic gifts yet not carry the presence of God. And I have seen people that have very gifted openly say, I admire this. I wish I could get this. That is why I'm telling you the topic that we are handling is probably one of the most critical heavyweight. And I'm also aware that this is not for everyone. So if the Lord is allowing us to go through this topic, I believe that this word is being just dispersed in the atmosphere. That even if one person can fully comprehend and catch it, already that is a huge kingdom victory. And already it is a huge loss for the kingdom of Satan. So we keep pushing after this high price. And it is critical that we understand sonship in order for us to understand the glory realm. So, I've been teaching many things. In order for us to understand the glory realm, we have to pay attention to the voice, mm. the sent voice. We have to receive understanding. We have to receive um, shameless persistence. Different dynamics of how we can get there. But there is nothing more important or severe than for us to understand the role of identity in being able to tap into the glory that is available for a child of God. The glory that is available. So in order for us to understand that, you got to understand the realms of glory is not given to every believer. Even though it is the right of every believer. Remember, even before they were qualified to be a friend of God, Jesus said, I do not call you servants anymore. I call you friend. And now that information was in their spirit. They had to qualify to be a friend. That is why Jesus said in John 15, 13, greater love has no one than somebody who would lay his life down for a friend. Mm. And yet, the disciples deserted Jesus. Yet, Peter denied him three times. So he had given them the title, the position, 
and the greatness of being his friend and yet they were not qualified for that position and that is why i was saying that god gives it to us first and then expects us to qualify for that place even if it takes us a lifetime so that's the struggle that believers are having we have been given a lot why do you think the bible says be aware of the schemes of the enemy mm-hmm. so you cannot be ignorant of his devices lest he takes advantage of you so that means that you are a child of god you are called as a friend of god you have the grace of sonship and yet the verse is written mm. be aware of the schemes of the enemy lest you be taken advantage of mm-hmm. so i can tell you that majority of believers have been taken advantage of the enemy because of their ignorance majority of believers have been taken advantage and i said that because they have been blinded about what they have in christ and to blind them about what is available is to steal from them if somebody can be blinded they don't necessarily have to take something away from them it can be next to them but they don't have access to it because they are blinded of what is available to them in the first place wow so you're looking at believers that are supposed to have greater glory than moses that means greater results than moses that means greater effectivity than moses that means greater authority over demonic strongholds than moses wow and yet because we are not aware of the schemes we allow ourselves to be taken advantage of so that is what the lord is doing through the series we will not be taken advantage of we will be empowered hmm. to our to our full glory the full brightness the full light that is shut inside of us that the lord will give us the grace to shine brightly so in this uh, growth season that is why it says in galatians chapter 4 verse 1 in galatians chapter 4 verse 1 it says i mean that the heir as long as he is a child is no different from a slave mm-hmm. though he is the owner okay. of everything so there is an individual who is the owner of everything you're looking at somebody who's supposed to get all that inheritance and technically it is his yet he's saying that at, at this point of time he is no better than a slave so he should not act like he owns everything 
because he is yet to learn how to handle that which is given to him wow even though he has the substance he is no better than a slave in this season wow that is why you see god spoke to elijah and said go and anoint elisha in your place some version says in your stead and then he comes and throws his mantle that mantle represented the prophetic office for the nation of israel he throws that over him and technically now he is the prophet of israel now elisha who has understanding maturity because you see he was trusted with 12 oxen he was taking care of the land i have said this before your discipline and your responsibility your faithfulness in the natural realm is a sign of how you will do things in the spirit realm so somebody had already given him an inheritance mm-hmm. of 12 oxen that he trusted him saying you are ready for this mm-hmm. so you're looking at somebody who already has a level of maturity and that is handed it over to him and he is very responsibly cultivating the ground he's not lazy he is not wasting time mm-hmm. he is faithful in what he is called so he you're looking at somebody who already has an understanding of what it takes for an impartation for an inheritance to be handed from one place to another okay oh, yeah. so he understand what it takes to be qualified to receive these 12 oxen mm i don't said 12 oxen is a large number it is it wasn't 2 it wasn't 4 somebody believed he was ready for it so now spiritually a mantle is coming to him mm. elisha who is now a sharp student He looks at that situation and he's saying, "I'm not ready for it." Mm-hmm. God is saying, "Anoint him in his stead." That means you want to retire. God says, "I accept your resignation." And he's saying, "Anoint Elisha in his stead." But Elisha, the son, the student, has the mind that he needs to learn more. Mm-hmm. He's saying, "As long as I can see somebody." in front of me with this amount of experience yeah. even though the gift is on me the grace is imparted to me the impartation has come upon me yet i am going to pursue that which understanding that i can receive exactly yeah so he wraps everything up he calls the whole village in fact the 12 oxen he made sure to sacrifice it. because he's saying tomorrow i don't want to return to it mm. so my commitment of pursuit is not when i'm having a bad mood when i'm having a bad day that's what happened to peter he told his disciples i'm going back to fishing that means he had very safely kept his net somewhere that when there was a season of doubt he had something to go back to Wow. Oh. 
when the enemy was putting confusion in his mind he had something to fall back to he had kept his connection alive he had kept his friendships alive he had wow. kept his past alive my goodness that when the enemy would try to tempt him he still had something to go back to elisha said not me he 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 could have donated it he could have lent it to somebody he could have said you know mama keep this for me till i come back none of that he cut all the 12 not two not four he cut all the 12 and the bible says he fed an entire village with it wow because there's amount of meat that was available he fed all of them he said there is no turning back for me on this journey of mm. pursuit that i am undertaking and he starts going after that which is superior because he understands the gift is on me but i need to qualify for that mantle mhm yes the mantle came on me and and i am already i re- i have received the gift but he is going to now push to the place where now the mantle that is on the prophet mm. elijah would now locate him so many people we fail at this point we fail at the point we fail to qualify till the end with the little that we get we already become so full of ourselves yes we don't finish the race well we don't finish the race well i am quite aware that what i am teaching is a dangerous topic that can be abused by some people if they want to because not everybody is a son who is listening some people have their own ambitions so then why are we still sharing it because jesus knowing everything he still anointed judas he still called him an apostle he still gave him a chance knowing that this guy is going in this direction he still gave an opportunity for him to come and be the treasurer in the among the disciples he trusted him with his wallet you're looking at somebody that had the most access to jesus even after seeing that this guy is going to betray him. that is the grace and the mercy of jesus that is what is being given to you right now to every single person god is giving us access into that glory realm and he's saying that i'm trusting you to qualify for this realm i'm trusting you to be mature yeah i'm trusting you to be humble yeah. i'm trusting you to be accountable yeah. i'm trusting you to not destroy that which has been given to you but i want to show you this this day how in the pursuit of the glory of god it is as critical for us to work on our identity 
somebody said, I don't know if I have arrived. And I said, we will never arrive. We will always have something to grow more into. Mm. Yes. We will always have, just as I have, you will have, everybody. We have to keep growing in our identity, in who we are, mm. so that the grace and the gift that which is free from the Lord, that's why it's called a gift, mm. can sit upon us and find a worthy vessel, a worthy host for that glory that God is entrusting us with. Wow. Going back to that parable, Jesus is talking about it. Jesus is talking about it. That means you're looking at the heart of Jesus. Okay? He's giving a parable. Mm. Now, that is a reflection of his heart. He's putting details in there that he wants his children to know. He's putting information inside that story for the wise to hear and have understanding. So you can read for me from when the sun is returning. Is that verse 20? Yes. Please. Luke chapter 15, verse 20. And he arose and came to his father. But while he was still a long way off, his father saw him and felt compassion and ran and embraced him and kissed him. And the son said to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before you. I am no longer worthy to be called a son. But the father said to his servants, Bring quickly the best robe and put it on him, and put a ring on his hand and shoes on his feet, and bring the fattened calf and kill it, and let us eat and celebrate. For this my son was dead. For this my son was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. And they began to celebrate. Mm. Now his older son was in the field. And as he came and drew near to the house, he heard music and dancing. And he called one of the servants and asked what these things meant. And he said to him, your brother has come and your father has killed the fattened calf because he has received him back safe and sound. But he was angry and refused to go in. Ah, oh, he was angry. Yes. And, and his, he refused to go in. He refused to go in. He was angry and he refused to go in. That is so much to this story that we can feed on. But this day I want to focus 
on the need for an identity in order for us to enjoy the glory the lack of identity is what causes people to never be able to tap into the glory realm wow many of us don't really recognize the connection if we don't grow in our identity everything that is available to you will have to be kept away from you because although you are the heir yet you are as a servant mm. until you grow in your maturity and your understanding of who you are in Christ like I said the disciples were called a friend but it took them time to recognize their failure in fact Jesus had to permit Peter to deny him three times but did Peter want to deny him no he wanted to in fact defend him in fact Peter's mouth said I'm going to fight for you. I'm not going to allow this to happen. We are going to build an army and defend. That's his mouth. But Jesus goes right into his heart prophetically and says before the cock crows in the morning you would have denied me three times. So you're looking at there is a disconnect between what he was saying and what his heart was. and many people you see that you are saying something but your heart is not prepared to live to what you are saying yes and that is because of a lack of identity and you wow. will see that throughout in peter's life okay there is a disconnect one day he is saying i believe and the other day he is thinking one day he is running is you will see a peter question ups and down ups and down This is somebody that God cannot trust with the glory realm. Mm. Because he's saying, "Hey, even if I give him things, he's going to destroy it because of the lack of identity." Mm-hmm. Yet God simultaneously is preparing this individual. Wow. Simultaneously preparing wow. this individual. So let me show you from this story mm. how identity is connected to the glory you're looking at this son who was a prodigal who had went far away from the father yes the bible says he came to himself or sense came back to him yeah and he said why am i doing this i was so much better off at my father's place and i talked about how he began to appreciate the food that was on the table of the father yeah and i said maturity is something that will cause you to appreciate the food over a title mm. the food over a prophecy yeah. the food 
over an access mm. the food maturity it takes maturity to say i appreciate the food because you have to be careful what you desire what you expect from a man of god what you expect from your pastor mm-hmm. because some people they would prefer a pastor who would come for their birthday party um to the wedding party mm. to their their funeral you know they want the pastor to be the undertaker that is their expectation there is that chance that you're always given where you are assisted for life or you are strengthened for life mm. you are being led for life or you have given guidance to be victorious there is always that option and it is not bad to choose one it is not bad to have a pastor who you feel that okay he's going to come for my barbecue party this is the kind of church i want this is the it's fine it's a choice but it is important that you make the choice because you will engage with something and then you find out that hey what i expected is not what i get and then you're offended then mm. you're upset because you didn't know what you were signing up for wow but i am praying that in this house we will god will raise up people that will understand the value of life mm that comes to them man understand the value of life okay we will get into the details of it today it's going to be it's going to be fun you're going to enjoy it so let's slowly uh, one by one i want to break i want you to start seeing the mindset of the sun yes and i want to show you how we can avoid these mistakes otherwise we end up being another prodigal son oh, wow okay by hating on the prodigal you become the prodigal so we will see what is his attitude the first thing you learn about the older brother we dealt with the younger brother last wednesday so we won't touch that now we'll deal with the older brother you're looking at this older brother so what is the first information available about the brother the older brother it says the older son was in the field he was in the field in the field okay so that's the first information yeah. we have in order for us to understand this older brother yes that he is a man of the field okay that tells a lot about an individual already the way we need to study is jesus is saying a parable mm-hmm. and the parable is the heart of jesus and as simple as the parable is it is not coming from a simple master it is coming from a master of this complicated universe and he's wow. giving you a simple parable is it really simple so pay attention to the details of the voice of god can you hear what he's not even speaking come on okay i won't bother you too much with that let's stick to this you're looking at a son and the first explanation about him is that he's a man of the field mm. he's coming from the field you will see the same terminology with Esau 
Esau was a man of the field. Wow. And Jacob was a man was who loved dwelling in tents. Again, you're seeing two personalities. Yes. So throughout the scripture you will see God has a way of putting personalities there. He's explaining to us, look this, look at this, look at this, look at this because you would either fall into either one of those categories. So you're looking at somebody who is a tent dweller. and that is where rebecca is that is where jacob's mother is that is where you learn to make the soup and that is the soup that is going to give you the inheritance oh you're looking at a completely different personality that is esau wherein he is a hunter man of the field mm-hmm. he believes in hunting he believes in working he believes in service Mm-hmm. Now I'm going to show you how this is critical because you will see the heart of of the son in 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 the following verses and you can see how his the way he thinks the way he believes he must be rewarded mm-hmm. has a lot to do with his identity and his service wow I'm excited to see this. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Go and read read this is coming from the field, okay? So he, the older son was in the field mm. and as he came and drew near to the house, mm. he heard music and dancing. As he drew near to the house, he hears music and dancing. Yeah. He hears. So that tells me that he is not part of the composers of the music. Mm. He is not part of that compilation. He is not part of the source of that music. Right. He is just hearing it as an outsider. So you seeing again two kinds of people. Ones who are the compilers of music and the others that are consumers of the music. Oh. you will always find these two mm. people everywhere and believe me when i say this that is the two kinds of people that is in the house of god you are either consuming or you are adding to something two identities when you look at apostle paul very anointed man of and god is using him to save the the criminals that are on the ship yes and you're looking at them that come to the island of malta yeah. and now it is his grace that is on his life that has caused them to be saved yes and now they are all they've arrived at the island okay so paul does not take a break does not say you guys be glad be happy instead he goes hunting for dry logs of wood that he can bring and put together a fire mm-hmm. so you you're looking at somebody who can who deserves to take rest and he's saying no i'm going to be the one that is going to cause this fire to burn brighter 
this fire that can bring warmth to it. So you're looking at somebody that consistently is giving in because he understands wow. that there are takers and there are givers. There are consumers and then there are people that want to compile and add to that music, add to that joy. So in your church, in your life, are you somebody that adds to the joy, you takes away from that joy? So this older brother, he comes in from the field as he is coming, he hears it. Okay, go on. It says he hears the music and the dancing and then in verse 26, and he called one of the servants and asked what these things meant. So there is a confusion in his spirit. There is a confusion. Instead of going to the source of the music, he goes to somebody else that is working outside. Where is the servant? Servant, is it inside or outside? Oh my goodness. Where is he? <laughs> this is so powerful. <laughs> Where is the servant? Oh my goodness, they're outside the house. They're outside the house. So that means there's a huge celebration happening inside. And there are many servants that are on the inside. But there was one servant that didn't fit inside the house. Oh my goodness. And there is a reason why the master put him outside. He said, you stay out. Okay. So he was not allowed to be part of the celebration. Okay. He was not allowed to partake of that joy. Because you, you must understand, there are servants that are trusted with information. There are servants that are trusted with inner chambers. Mm -hmm. But yeah. this servant was not trusted to be inside the house. This is the guy that is bringing the news to him that is going to cause more offense into the heart. The guy that is standing on the outside. So you have a confusion. Instead of going to the root of the confusion, you go to a guy who didn't have access in the first place. Oh my goodness. That is the guy who is now going to explain to you your life's problems. Boy. That is the guy that is now going to solve your doubts. Now, as simple as it sounds, you will hear words that will cause you to walk away from the grace that is covering you. Oh man. Okay, I'm gonna show you. I'm gonna show you words. If you now listen to the words, mm. now you hear it in the spirit. Mm. You will begin to see how those words affected him. Okay, go on. He says, what is happening? And he had called one of the servants and asked what these things meant. And he said to him, your brother has come. Okay. Let's enjoy this. Your brother has come. Okay, number one, your brother has come. This is, seems harm without harm, right? Yes. Okay, your brother. Okay. Two. And your father has killed the fattened calf. Your brother, your father has killed the fattened calf. Okay? Because he has received him back safe and sound. Because he has received him back safe and sound. What could go wrong with something like this? 
people of God, words are so powerful. When you got to understand when Adam and Eve lost that grace that is covering them. What stole them was words. Oh wow. What stole them was words. A wise servant is somebody that will give perspective. Perspective, the wrong perspective can cause you to walk away from the grace of God. So you're looking at him saying about a situation that is happening. What is the situation that is happening? A father is celebrating a son's return. Mm-hmm. But now the servant is talking to him saying your father is celebrating your brother who deserted you guys who left you guys who was not faithful so he's a, he's giving him a, a human perspective your father your brother okay your father who is supposed to appreciate you value you understand your faithfulness your service to him is now celebrating your brother mm. who walked away your brother was not faithful your brother that is human perspective what is divine perspective divine perspective is a broken hearted father sees a repented son and he is celebrating that one perspective caused offense the other perspective calls for you to partake of that joy simple words but that caused division in his heart be careful whom you go to ask your questions wow be careful because one simple line can take you away from the place you're supposed to be just a, a simple lack of understanding in his words mm. your father your brother instead of simply understanding the situation here's a man as enjoying the return of his son so his heart is now bitter with that statement yeah go on and he said to him your brother has come and your father has killed the fattened calf hmm. because he has received him back safe and sound okay but he was angry and refused to go in yeah but he was angry mm. but he was angry yes but he was angry now anger has taken over him he is no more having the right perspective now it is about him now he's included him into the formula my father my brother mm. so in the instead of understanding what god is doing in that situation he pushes himself into the formula and you see an identity clash because now he's making it about him wow and now he is angry and the moment he allows his emotions to take over he refuses to go in last week i shared that three things what is that pride pride lack of accountability 
and perpetual ignorance. So when pride came, now he doesn't want to be accountable to his father. Oh, wow. Usually, he comes from the field, reports to his father, yes. enters into his house. Yes. Now pride has come and it follows with isolation. He says, I don't want to be part of it. I am not going in. I am going to pull myself away. What this gentleman doesn't realize is that his younger brother tried the same thing. When pride entered the younger brother, he went away from his father. Mm -hmm. And you saw what happened to him. Yeah. Now pride has entered the older brother, but now not in the way it entered the younger brother. With the younger brother, it entered out of ignorance. With the older brother, it enters out of self-righteousness. Because he believes he is more justified than the father. Because he believes that the father is wrong. He believes that the father doesn't understand. He understands better. Oh, wow. He believes that the father doesn't see. He, he thinks that his seeing, his perspective was better than the father. What I've understood about sonship, mm. the identity, yes. is that the father always sees an angle that the son doesn't see. <laughs> it blows me away. No matter how anointed I am, no matter how much experience I have, when I go to my father and I hear him speak, There is always an angle that with all my wisdom and grace and anointing and experience was one angle that I couldn't see. You see that even with children. My kids, once in a while, they go at each other and they come to their parent for justice. And one is so sure about the other's mistake. And the other person is as sure about the other person's mistake and they both are fighting their ground. Mm -hmm. And they both are saying why they are justified. And me as their father, I can always see something she could have done better. And he could have done better. And both are adamant that it was the other person's fault. So you're looking at the similar scenario. It should lead us to the book of Job, chapter 1 and verse 22. Is that in Job chapter 1 verse 22, it mm -hmm. says, In all this, Job did not sin or charge God with wrong. <laughs> mm. So beautiful. So you're looking at so much devastation in the life of Job that everything happened from the moment God gave Satan permission. Am I right? True. He gave permission. Without that permission, his children would be alive. 
without that permission, that whole whole loss wouldn't have happened. Mm-hmm. Without his permission, he could God could have interfered. Yeah. God could have intervened. God could have ran to help Job, but he didn't. There could have been a million things that he could have accused God with. Basic reasons why he went through all that heartache. Like no man had ever been through. His own skin breaking out. Yeah. He stands. Now this is heights of identity. Heights. He stands in that moment of his deepest brokenness. And the Bible says, he charged God with nothing. Please read that one more time. In all this job in did... all this all that happened in chapter 1 in all this okay job did not sin okay so the first part is talking about he did not sin in himself meaning when something bad happens in life there is always a moment where you can sin you can sin against yourself you can go into habits that hurt your own body mm. okay sin against yourself bible talks about then there is a second greater sin the greater sin is charging god with wrong now i hate to say this but i must many people who are good believers they would say in my life's most difficulty i still went to church i still was faithful mm-hmm. i did what i was supposed to do as a believer mm-hmm. i have not sinned but can they still say the second part can they confidently stand up and say i have not charged god with wrong that is the part that qualifies you for glory. Wow. The first part you didn't do because you were taught well. You were religious enough not to get lost habits. But the second part where you can look at God and still find his righteousness even when you know that this couldn't have happened without his permission that people of god is maturity that is now what is missing in this boy because he looks angry and he doesn't have the capacity to understand to see the righteousness 
in the act of his father. He doesn't have the capacity. His perspective is very skewed now. Mm. He sees through his experiences. And now he is looking at that and he's saying what? Go on. What happens when he refuses to go in? But he was angry and refused to go in. His father came out and entreated him. Now, his father has to leave a celebration. His father now has to leave the sanctity of his house and come out. The father has to leave his fortress and come out. Now searching for this guy as if he is lost now. His brother was lost to ignorance. Now this boy who has experienced the grace is now lost to pride. Wow. Now his father is coming searching for him. He's lost and doesn't even know he's lost. He thinks he's in the right. <laughs> and the Bible says, the father is now coming searching for him. Are you lost? You see the crack in his identity right there. Hmm. Who should go to whom? Should the father come to you or should you go to the father? Yes. What causes this son to react that way? Yeah. Everything that you read above is the reason why he reacts that way. Service. He was a servant. He served the father. I want to prove to you now. Okay. Read, read his. Listen carefully, people of God. This is how you read the Bible. You listen and re-listen and re-listen and you start picking up. Okay, go on. In verse 29, hmm. it says, But he answered his father, hmm. Look, these many years I have served you and I never disobeyed your command. So first thing, look, these many years. Yeah. So he's talking about time. The number of time. Okay. He has what? I have served you. Served you. His identity is now being exposed through his words. And he's saying that my identity was in my service the number of years that I've worked for you. Wow. <laughs> okay. Saying these many years I have worked for you. Yeah. So what is the problem with this man? You're seeing it, the problem. Yes. The problem is in his head. He's thinking that I am helping my father. Wow. I am helping my father. I did this to my father. I worked in the field. You see the problem in that argument. Let us say that we want to recognize his service. Let's say maybe he worked more than any servants that his father could have ever afforded. Let's say that his service was really so great that nobody else could have done his service. Let's give him that. 
perspective requires you to understand that no matter what you have done to your father you cannot outgive your father wow when you understand that no matter how much you give your father it won't be enough yes but now he is talking about give and take he said i gave you this but you didn't give me something yeah so he is now showing his father his resume and saying look what i have done for you a simple perspective would have fixed that question if he even sat to ponder if he would have gone to god and asked god what does he give to his father service what does the father give him I said last week in the kingdom there are three measures. Mm-hmm. One of the measures is skills. Skills. So let's put all the service that he has put this young man has given to his father. Let's put it on one scale. Mm. On the other, let's put what the father has given him. Let's we won't talk about the clothes and the food and the you know education and all the training and the skills. No, no, forget it. We won't talk about that like if i give you one thing that the father has given him the father gave him breath breath to be born the father gave him life put that on the scale and compare yeah how can you even come to this father and talk about what you have done the last 5 years mm-hmm. when for the last 20 years he was the reason you were even born yeah no matter what you do for the next 80 years cannot be compared to the fact that you have breath in your nostrils because of your father mm-hmm. people devalue the value of life that is given to them life that comes to them mm. you don't value it because you don't measure it you can't measure breath you don't see the air you don't see that so sometimes when you don't see something for an extended period of time you begin to devalue it mm. yes so the sun loses perspective the sun loses direction because too long he has been without perspective and now he comes with his resume of what he's done right when the father is looking at him and saying you think that what you bring to me is more valuable So what is his demand of his father? You will see more cracks in his identity. Go on. In verse 29, but he answered his father, "Look, these many years I have served you, and I never disobeyed your command." Hmm. So he's saying that I never disobeyed your command. Mm-hmm. And then next, and yet you never gave me a young goat. Oh, hold on. And yet you never gave me a young 
goat. Yes. Now, he's going to compare that with something now. Go on. But when this son of yours came, mm -hmm. who has devoured your property with prostitutes, you killed the fattened calf for him. Okay, so look, look at look at how his, how his mind is thinking. He's comparing, he's saying that all I wanted was a young goat. But now he's hearing about the calf that was given. Mm. So you see a comparison. Mm. The moment you start comparing in the kingdom of God. Come on. It shows that you don't believe in who you are. Yes. You don't value what you have. So therefore, you are now comparing your goat and somebody else's calf. Now you're comparing of what you don't have with what somebody else's has. Wow. Wow. Because what he had was beyond something tangible. What he had was more than a goat. Now, let me show you that. Yes. In the beginning, when this young man, his younger brother, came and asked for his inheritance, did the father give him the inheritance? Yes. But if you go to that verse, you will see something very interesting. And the younger of them said to his father, Father, mm -hmm. give me the share of property that is coming to me. And he divided his property between them. Oh, wait a minute. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> Did he just give him oh. what he asked? Because, you know, sometimes a father can see how the older brother is going to come around and later accuse him of things. He's saying that before that accusation can come, the father is one step of the game. He said, give him what he wants. Go ahead and give the other guy. The other guy hasn't complained yet. Mm -hmm. But is it because he doesn't have a complaint? And he can see that it's only a matter of time he's, he's going to complain. So he said, divided it between them both. And now this guy who enjoys the inheritance of his father, is still coming to complain about a goat. When all that the father had was already given, what is the difference between you and the one that left? You feel you are superior because you didn't do what the other guy did. But yet, in your heart, you're proving that although you did not take from your father, if you had an opportunity, you would have taken it. Because otherwise, why would you talk about a goat? Yeah. Why does he want this goat? What is his heart now? He says, you didn't give me a goat to do what? You didn't give me a goat that I might celebrate with my friends that I might celebrate with my friends. Did the father cut this calf for this younger brother to celebrate with his friends? Wow. And yet here you are. You are saying you want this goat for what? 
to celebrate with your friends. Yeah. Is that what you think is happening here? <laughs> this younger brother, his arrival, his celebration is not with the world anymore. It is his father that he is celebrating it with. Mm. You see the difference? Yes. Between the older brother's heart and the younger brother. Because you see, people of God, this younger fellow, he went out and he's learnt the lesson. He doesn't want it anymore. Mm. He's too tired. He sees there's no good out there. Mm -hmm. He's tasted it. People wanted him as long as he was fine. As long as he had the money, they wanted him. But when he was broke, nobody cared for him. Yet he had a father who cared for him when he was nothing. So he's tasted it. So now he looks at him and says, I don't want anything out there. My fellowship is with my father. Yeah. And yet this boy doesn't know that. This older boy, I call him a boy intentionally because that's his level of maturity. Now he's thinking as a boy. Wow. And this boy doesn't get that because he has not yet tasted what his younger brother has tasted. He still thinks that he can depend on his friends. So here's the, the problem. You are now behaving angrily because of the lack of perspective. Wow. He wants to have fellowship with his friends. Give me a goat so I can go out and fellowship with my friends. Mm. Yet the calf was somebody who was coming in to have fellowship with the father. Oh, oh. I hope somebody is oh. eating well this morning. In 1 John chapter 1, verse 3, it talks about who we have fellowship with. Mm. Please, if you can read that. 1 John chapter 1, verse 3. Yes, thank you, Dad. Um, 1 John chapter 1, verse 3, it says, That which we have seen and heard, we proclaim also to you, so that you too may have fellowship with us. <laughs> that you too may have fellowship with us. Mm. John being very clear about who your fellowship is with. Oh, wow. And then go on. And indeed, our fellowship is with the Father. And indeed, our fellowship is with the Father. The older brother doesn't understand this. The older brother is now too angry. He's in his own understanding. Does not go to the source to get clarity. So he isolates himself. Now he's about to go have fellowship with people that he shouldn't. Because our fellowship, John is saying, you can fellowship with us because you know that our fellowship is with the Father. Mm -hmm. Identity. When you don't have the identity, you go around wanting to please everybody and anybody because you don't understand where the grace is flowing from. Wow. Oh, wow. You're looking at this young man and saying, I am not 
going to be enticed by this world this younger brother mm. will tell you i will not go back to that fellowship yeah i don't want to do anything with the world you take the whole world but give me jesus yeah. because i have tasted and see that there is nothing good out there mhm but those who struggle with an identity will always try to please that which is standing outside because you don't value that which is given to you on the inside so you're still being enticed by them give me that and the precious father he responds to him trying to bring sense to his head what does he say and he said to him son son you are always with me hmm. and all that is mine is yours you can read that again and he said to him son identity people of god identity this is if i could if i could explain to you identity in one line here it is son you are always with me you are always with me who are you with always and the next line and all that is mine and all that is mine is yours is yours can i break it this a little more please prof the first word son son who are you who are you i am a son of so and so if you don't know who your father is you're looking at somebody who was born with a father but doesn't understand sonship he will never be able to enjoy the glory of the father because even though he is in the house as a son he behaves as a servant you have to always look at your heart when something is happening in your life something is bothering you something is not making clear there's a confusion even though it's a music in your ears it is not a music it is a confusion you're not able to think clearly the first test is you have to look at yourself and say is this confusion arriving in my spirit because of my identity issues mm. who am i and the first word son are you behaving as one or are you behaving as a servant servant was has no attachment to the father a servant who will leave Elijah when Jezebel's threats come a servant who will say where is my wages a servant who is more worried about the works and what he has done and what he is supposed to have gotten give me what is mine mm. that's a servant 
but a son knows my identity is in i know i am so and so you see i am always with you i am always with you so the father is now putting himself into the formula son who you are i'm always with you who's you are you need both to understand the third part what you have who you are and who's you are will tell you what you have you won't be talking about a goat anymore who you are and who's you are when you begin to recognize that your language is different your humility is different there will be no place for offense in your spirit the way you will access into the realms will be faster than everybody else in the house because you are now functioning in a greater level of understanding <laughs> so there can be a son in the house but he doesn't understand this formula so he doesn't have access into things he'll be crying about a goat that didn't work wherein he had the inheritance to get everything that is in the father's house okay read that again and he said to him mm. son you are always with me mm. and all that is mine is yours you see son who i am i'm always with you who's i am and all that i have is yours yours so what i have you understand who you are who's you are you will know what you have when you know what you have you start functioning in a different level you carry yourself differently your glory will shine more brighter my goodness So I want you to look into your spirit and say do I really know the Lord do I really what is the depth of my relationship with my God do I understand who I am do I understand what is given to me do I understand let me say this we have to close what this young man has missed please get this now what this young man has missed the most is not realizing that the father would have shown him the same mercy that he was now fighting that if this boy was in that shoes that same mercy would have been shown to him let me close with this the one of the most dangerous things that can happen to a christian is that he is so self-righteous that he is quick to condemn his brother his mm. sister not realizing that the judgment will now fall upon him in that same speed 
probably the worst thing you can do in the kingdom of God. Because the mercy you give is the mercy you receive. You want to understand the land of glory, then you must understand the language of mercy. Wow. Otherwise, it's impossible for you to understand how this sonship will attract the glory of God over your life. What mercy are you showing to your spouse this week? What mercy are you showing to each other that can prepare the merciful God to release His glory upon you? is much more but uh, for today we'll close because this is a topic that we can really dig a lot mm. but I want you to prepare your identity because I have this feeling I have to keep going back to the presence of God after every service and look into the spirit realm And really ask, Lord, what is happening? What are they getting? What are they not seeing? What are the blind spots that can stop for somebody to enjoy that which is given to them? Mm. The glory that which is given to them. Last week I began to see this. Sharing this with Mama Tini. said, if we don't grow in our identity, all that we have, that access to that glory, will never materialize. Because we are too distracted. We become like chickens that are looking down and pecking on the ground. Hmm. Looking for worms in the ground. When all the while, you are a majestic eagle that is supposed to stretch your wings wide and fly to the heights and soar on the winds, glide from glory to glory. But too much internal fights are now going to make you stay stuck to the ground. This word is coming to you in the perfect time. If few years ago I had somebody telling me this, I would have paid them so much in gold if I had. Because I wasted too much time in my life not understanding this truth. Until I, the Lord blessed me with a father who opened my mind to show me what I wasn't seeing. And I said, nah, nah. I'm called to fly high. That's why I say you can be gifted and anointed. 
you can have businesses you can be wealthy you can have ideas but if you don't have understanding how much your light shine will be very limited so wherever you are right now in life is just a beginning as you gain perspective and understanding so bring your heart to rest as you clothe yourself in humility we are going to together fly very high and may i declare this over your life you will touch places that your father never touched your mother never arrived your grandfather your grandmother your entire family may you be that shining bright star in your house in your family that understands the things of god in a deep way may your roots go very deep may you grow tall as a cedar may your branches be stretched out let birds of every kind come and dwell in this tree yes may you be a fruit bearing in season and out of season seeing a cedar that is your destiny my child cobra kasi kete besik it is well with you you will not lose time you will not be limited to that which is common you have been chosen to go to dimensions that you yourself cannot imagine what no eyes have seen what no ears have heard what no hearts have comprehended but let's just correct the internal clock let us correct our inside so that the lord may trust you with more in the days to come yes but i'm seeing a vision of you know the plants the pines that they plant on the fence area as fence mm. i'm seeing a scissor going and just just cutting through the entire fence mm. making it clean pruning it and making it beautiful so whatever is sticking out the lord has just cut out so that you may look beautiful and that you might grow into your beauty into that full capacity into that destiny that God has called for you i hope 
you enjoyed sitting under the open heavens i pray that you would be able to tap into the source and the power that has flowed through this word to your life when the father corrects this older brother we are yet to understand if he repented but that's the part where you are to fulfill where you to look into heart and say in my life i will not allow these mistakes i have a far way to go and i shall go from glory to glory Thank you once again for the great honor and privilege of being able to sit at your table and eat such incredible food. We know that the Lord is training us and raising us up. He's using you to sharpen us and make us shine brighter. We want to thank you for that. People of God, We've received so much to be grateful for today. This week, you grow and increase in your identity. And as you begin to shine brighter, as our father and prophet said, may you go from glory to glory. Until next time, stay under the mighty hand of God. God bless.